it's this sort of magic that enables you to see things that are not actually there. Although augmented reality sounded like science fiction back when the movie Minority Report premiered in 2002, by 2021, it's already being used in some industries to promote products and enhance the user's experience. We're talking about how Gucci and Armani have used it in the fashion industry. But like every new marketing trend, we still don't know if AR is here to stay. At Globant, we help companies around the world reinvent themselves and find their way forward through digital and cognitive transformation. We help them create a way forward. Welcome to Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast about the trends that are changing how the technology game is played and about what we do with them. My name is Rebecca Reed, and I'm a digital marketing strategist at Globant. Over the next six episodes, we'll be talking about technology trends that are changing the game for companies across all industries. Each episode will feature conversations with Globers from around the world, disruptors, trailblazers, and igniters that will channel innovation and creativity to provide a better understanding of what comes next with each of these tech trends. Let's dive in. On today's episode, we'll discuss augmented reality and how this technology is reshaping different industries, including the fashion industry. Having an interactive experience where our surroundings get enhanced by computer-generated information can be really valuable for both companies and their customers. I think that the, with AR, with the with fashion industry particularly, there's, there's so many things to be done to make it more accessible. The, the amazing thing that designers are doing to make it more accessible. Emmy Horkata is head of design and a digital transformation partner at Globant. Sometimes you uh, you try on those filters, you probably end up looking like an alien or one of those sci-fi movies, right? It, it doesn't look very natural. Um, what I've seen with, when we've been experimenting with uh, creating these experiences from a technology standpoint, I think, uh, and it's a combination of AI plus AR, right? Ritesh Manan is VP of Technology and the UI Engineering Studio partner at Globant. Along with Emmy, he helps explain the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality. They are, of course, related, but they're not the same thing. What we're looking for from an augmented reality point of view is to provide like another layer of information or another layer of experience to the users through a device let's say a, a, a tablet or a mobile phone that they can only access through that device and that the information that they can see through that device is mixed within the real world. I think it'll just kind of add to what Emmy said about augmented reality, right? So if you go with a technical definition, it's basically you're kind of overlaying or superimposing digital content into your real environment, right? So you you see what you're seeing and then you're placing digital assets out there. But when you talk about augmented reality, just want to kind of uh, add a few few more points there because uh, you know when you talk about augmented reality, people bring in terms interchangeably like uh, virtual reality, extended reality. Are they, this, are they the same? Are they mixed? Right? So just to kind of elaborate a little bit on that, um, virtual reality is an experience that kind of shuts out the, the real physical world and you get 
completely immersed in a computer generated virtual world right so it's not in your reality you're, you're going in, you're getting transported or teleported to different uh, virtual world altogether now you've seen examples of this where you put on and this basically how you achieve it is you need specialized headset devices such as uh, oculus hololens or uh, samsung gear vr that's what these are specialized hardware that you require now we'll talk about extended reality and which is where the confusion starts right extended reality is more sort of an umbrella term that covers both ar and vr uh, but the difference is that these devices are more context aware uh, by interacting with ambient devices like sensors actuators or iot enabled devices that influence the entire immersive experience so uh, so it's a combination of all that right it's being more context aware uh, just to add to that and it's pretty cool because you i mean a few years ago i think that when we were seeing the development of maybe google glass or those things they were kind of experimental in in a lot of ways uh, to kind of find the scenarios in which we actually would need <laughs> these things as I, i think that that's the differentiation augmented reality a few years ago we had the technology we just didn't know how to use it virtual reality on the other hand It, there's there are so many cool things that you can do because because of that you go into another whole universe you can go you cre can create a whole different thing from a game from an experience from even a workspace uh, and now we see that technology technology is catching up in amazing ways and there's more and more scenarios in which both of these technologies and of course the creation of this the merging of both of them can be really useful in in real scenarios and users can actually enjoy it from simple map augmented reality map experiences like google is doing with google maps uh, to to surgery stuff and things like that it's it's amazing what what we can do right now with those thing, things now that we understand the difference we know ar is all around us and can be used in a variety of scenarios In fact, there's still a lot of exploration brands are doing with this interesting piece of tech. I still, the thing happens that users can still use Google Maps without the AR features, right? But then you get into home decoration and the things that IKEA are doing, is doing with AR as well, that you can actually see the proportion of the furniture in your house. The things that iPad, the iPad right now, the technology that the iPad has for mapping in a 3D way, your basically everything, and then manipulate that. I think that it allows for for a lot of creative freedom, uh, but it's still I feel like it still needs to come down one level because people that do that then needs to manipulate that in beyond the first three times that you do it and say, okay, cool, I have my car mapped out. Then what you do with it? right how uh, how does that continue and i think that there still needs to be a little bit of exploration on the on the use cases there it's definitely getting there but we need to give a little bit more yeah i, I do think that the the pandemic definitely has given this uh, subject a huge boost uh, so we'll talk about those use cases but right? i'm sure we'll discuss that but the whole idea is that uh, the overall perspective the overall way people were looking at this and how businesses have actually adopted it so that they don't miss out on the uh, uh, the physical connection with the customers and that's where i believe augmented reality in, uh, in, in specifically has uh, gotten boost because of the situation that we are in now i do see that all of this it feels like there's some pieces of the puzzle and that in i don't know five years from now maybe 
maybe less, of course. All those pieces are going to get together to to create pretty awesome experiences, right? Things that we're not we're not considering right now, or even new business models that we're not considering right now. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really great, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I'm worried that you know the technology is advancing faster than users can catch up at some point, you know. And and I think that it's while we create these things, we need to be extremely mindful of how this can be useful and how this can improve the lives of of our users, not just entertainment, but actual actual improvement. And it feels like this technology is are going to do that. They're, they're going to help in, in very real ways beyond marketing, beyond brand awareness, which I think it's obvious that they're going to do. I do see scenarios in, in a lot of places that, that can really help, right? Right. I have in the back of my head this, do you remember Minority Report? And, and that amazing, you know, interface. <laughs> do you think we'll ever get to that? That's more holog- holograms and things like that. But do you think these things will merge at some point? I mean, that's a very interesting question, right? I think there have been many attempts to create uh, holographic impressions. The other day, I was just looking at this uh, news feed where uh, there's this company called as, if I get the name right, Volograms. So it's a play on words with holograms, right? So what they do is, all your, when you talk about holographic creating holograms, uh, uh, you need a proper studio with, uh, I don't know what this hardware that you require from Microsoft where you can create those 3D volumetric uh, videos or uh, images. But all that this company was doing was just pull up a simple app and you take a uh, video of yourself and then you could actually superimpose it in any environment that you want. So it's like more of a 2D hologram. But uh, I think those things are picking up and becoming mainstream. So we at Blowment have tried our hands at uh, 2D holograms. It's fairly easy, right? We, we created... Um, a video conferencing software where what you could do is you 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 actually get the person that you're talking to. Let's say, Amy, that I'm talking to you. I could actually have a 2D hologram of you in my room, which makes me feel like as if you're in the same room. I think that it will happen. It definitely will happen. And I agree. I think it's a matter of developing the right the, the right technology and the price for, the, for those sensors to be widely spread out. I also think that in this case... <clears throat> It's funny, right? Because at, uh, with with voice, for example, voice interfaces, we 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 fell in love with voice interfaces, and you assume that you can use everything voice for everything, right? But but the truth is that you don't know you don't want to be at the office and saying, "Hey Siri, hey Alexa," uh, everywhere you go, and having that it, it's really intrusive for everybody else. So I think that with this type of things. The same is going to happen if the expectation is that this type of interfaces or this type of interactions are going to take over and this is going to be the new norm. No, that, that's not going to be it. Exactly. And I think you know, for, for it to become really mainstream, uh, you can't just have an uh, extended reality experience for every single thing like you do in Minority Report, right? So I remember when uh, the, uh, the character that Tom Cruise was playing, he walks into a mall and it recognizes him and uh, starts showing advertisements or whatever information, right? So we'll have to get over all those privacy concerns that is uh, at the top of everybody's mind, right? So, um, you know, what, I mean, you figuring out who I am and then giving me a personalized experience, what are you going to do with that data? Uh, so we'll have to get through all those things. Like, for example, even today, when you're talking to Alexa or uh, uh, you're talking to Google Home or any of these people still are wary of sharing information because you don't know who's listening to what. 
right so there uh, there ha- there is lot of work that needs to be done there before uh, it becomes really mainstream now we get it those sci-fi sounding ideas are already being tested and even applied let's take a look at how ar is transforming the way marketing is done i think the brands have the opportunity to to create that with AR, to allow you to immerse yourself in some way, to see something that you really that is really aspirational in a context that is really mundane for you, to have the ability to to try on a shoe and see how you look, to try on different clothes and see how you look, and to have direct interaction with a product, even if it's not through through touch. Uh, to to really go into through the, through the eyes in a, in a very aspirational way, uh, and and I'm hoping that there that brands don't just go for it, uh, just for the for the sake of okay, you can look at the product in your home, which I think is just the first step. I'm curious about how we evolve into telling a story through that thing, since you already are in the customer's house which is insane and it's it's really important and, and private and intimate how how do you create that experience do you even create a, a some sort of assistant somebody that can interact with them in a in a more in a live way how how would you do that and, and i think that's those are questions that make the area this area of digital marketing more complex but at the same time it merges digital marketing with creative experiences and that's where marketing really shines. Let's talk about uh, what you know. Been, since the discussion started with talking about the fashion industry, right? And uh, something that we've been also trying at Globent, but I'll talk about that later. What I want to hear your views is about uh, virtual try-ons, right? So, how, what stage of maturity do you think that uh, any of these extended reality experiences have achieved in terms of virtual try-ons? I've seen some developments from snapchat and all but to me they look a little still in a very early stage what is your experience what do you think about that yeah right now i think that everything is it's kind of oriented to entertainment or awareness uh in in terms of of, of the final of the engagement with with the user and i think as time goes by we're going to see more uh, things going more deeper into into the journey of the user. Again, I think that the with AR with the with fashion industry particularly, there's there's so many things to be done to make it more accessible. The, the amazing thing that designers are doing to make it more accessible for the user, but at the same time, it might. It, it still feels like filter everything that we're creating, right? Like a, a entertainment type of thing, uh, which are really cool. You see some filters that are amazing and that you can spend a lot of time with with that. Um, I'm, I'm still wondering how we can push it further down the, the user journey and, and, to, and to have a more meaningful experience with between the the user and the brand that it's for sure oriented to conversion but at the same time that it's that it's helping other purposes that uh, is 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 not just that right what do you feel and i agree 
And I think uh, the reason I brought that point up also is I, I wanted to get your idea from uh, your views from a design front because I agree with you. Like if you look at the filters, sometimes you uh, you try on those filters and you probably end up looking like an alien or one of those sci-fi movies, right? It, it doesn't look very natural. Um, what I've seen that when we've been experimenting with uh, creating these experiences from a technology standpoint, I think... Uh, uh, and it's a combination of AI plus AR, right? It's not just AR because you need AI to figure out your body dimensions and also we, what we've been able to do so far is uh, figure out your sizes, right? So at least look at your torso and then recommend you clothing that would fit you. So that's that's very useful, right? So if you go to an uh, e-commerce website or a fashion website and it figures out and says, hey, you know what, Emmy, you seem to be a person who would probably require a shirt size M. Okay, that's great because you you kind of figuring out my size and telling me an M or an L, and I I wouldn't have to return the product, right? Because it probably fit. Uh, but trying on that clothing uh, clothing on your torso, uh, I think the technology still is very nascent. It comes out very funnily today, and and, and like with the filters, it probably seems very alien. I'm hoping that it's not going to take much longer. But once the technology is accurate enough to for it to really feel like it's on my skin and that it has my size and that I, I can, you know, I can really even see how thinking about the experience of women with dresses, how the fabric actually falls and those textures are more, feel more real and also, you know, plasticky or artificially looking. I think once we get to that point, my goodness, that's that's going to be so cool. I'm not going to go shopping anymore. I'm just going to stay in my home trying out different things. Just getting that. And I think that's that's also the good thing. You you enable an, an experience, you reduce the the logistics of it all in terms of how to try things on and send them back. You 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 can have in a, an environmental impact if technology helps you enough to make it feel like it's a real thing, right? And even though I think that we're we're, we're still a few steps away from that, it's not that far. So I'm I'm really really looking forward to that. And there's another use case that comes to my mind when you talk about uh, digital clothing, right? So there is there have been a few startups that actually. Mm, took shape during the pandemic where what you do is instead of uh, doing augmented reality, you upload your picture and then it publishes your picture with the apparel that you've chosen. That gives you a good idea, right? How it would look on you rather than you standing in front of a mirror. So I think that's that's promising, uh, what we call as digital clothing, that is. And um, some other examples that I've seen is like how you have that model which is on the web page actually coming out in augmented reality and then you can move the model around to see how the clothing looks on the model, right? I think people would start to warm up to a uh, better looking model than see themselves in their clothing, right? Your favorite celebrity actually stepping out. So that those are promising areas uh, and uh, and those, those, those should become mainstream. So what you're saying is that AR will craft a whole new way of shopping and marketing. What would you say is the main purpose of AR? I think that from, a, from an experience design and from a marketing perspective, I think the, the the purpose of it all has to still remain the same to with with the new with the new technologies that we have with the new interface that we create and with the new possibilities of new experiences. We are going to keep encouraging brands to understand what is relevant for the user. Do not use technology as a shiny new thing that gets all really fast. 
you need to really engage with 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 users, consumers, employees in a relevant way, and that will lead not just to conversion but to loyalty and to a deeper engagement with with a brand. Having said that, I think that particularly AR it's going to bring a new dimension of interaction for users and a new dimension of interactions for brands to connect to users. And um, they have to be, brands need, need to be smart, but at the same time, they need to experiment with it as fast as possible, as soon as possible. They need to see how this technology, the same way that they needed to see how voice was part of their brand, and they need to see how AR is part of the brand. At the same time, how this fits in their ecosystem of the brands, I think that that that's a point that we can make. Brands need to need to really understand how these new technologies fit into their ecosystem because they're here to stay. They're they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I I completely agree with Emmy. All I can say is like a plus one to what Emmy just said. Uh, you know, the, you have the technology, but ultimately it's all about the user experience, right? So if if you're just going to use technology just because it exists, it doesn't make any sense, right? So it all has to be uh, catering to the end customer. The experience is going to matter. So um, you companies just shouldn't adopt technology just for the heck of it. And we're talking about augmented reality here. But um, uh, it can be a make or break if it's not carefully crafted. So uh, bang on me. I think that's, that's what I would uh, sum up, yeah. Try on clothes before buying them, see how a piece of furniture would look in our home, or map any object in front of you to see it in reality. Brands have an opportunity to create truly immersive experiences for their users and stand apart from their competition with innovative uses of augmented reality. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more insights on Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast where we reflect on developments that will shape our future. To learn more about how we seek reinvention, go to Globant.com and follow our show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.